1: That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That, that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash today. You get 10% off your first month. That is com slash ifanboy. This is ifanboy pick of the week number 824 brought to you by... I, fanboy listeners, just like you, who are some of our favorite people? Because you tend to be pretty great. Hello, welcome to iFanboy Pick of the Week, episode eight hundred twenty-four. I am Josh Flanagan. I'm here with my co-host Connor Kilpatrick. You having reading trouble this morning? you you can shut your face. How about that? <laughs> oh, That's reading trouble. Rage trouble. If you no, I was actually just trying to read it interestingly. Instead, I just sounded confused. I just sitting in with weird. us this week in the third chair is Dr. Ryan Haupt.
2: Hello, I'm a doctor, and the prognosis is yes. comics. Cut, cut, start over
0: Let's rethink all of this All of the decisions we've made
1: (laughs) We'll be back after a brief HR discussion (laughs) We are a (laughs) fanboy And every week one of us picks the book that they like the best from their stack of comics We call that the pick of the week we try to avoid saying things like what you just heard. And I'd like to apologize on behalf of the <laughs> management. Um, we talk about that book. We talk about other books for the week. We talk about the patron pick and we answer some listener mail. If we have time, uh, the, the world, you know, uh, so this is, this is your respite. This is our respite. Um, hope it's a good time. Hope it's a distraction. Uh, the fires will still be burning when it's over. Um, yeah. here's your spoiler warning. There will be spoilers. Exercise some caution this week. Ryan, uh, has the pick and, uh, he should know he's on thin ice already. <laughs>
0: Jeez.
2: Hey, I used uh, I remembered to use all the, the legacy numbering this time in the script. Did you? Yeah, pretty sure. In the script. Not 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 in the email. You sent well, out. in the email. Yeah. But who sees the emails? You guys know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Connor.
2: <laughs> Here's the issue I have with the legacy. Numbering. I'm not going to get into it. We don't have time. All right. All right. Let's She-Hulk go. 166 is the pick of the week. Written by Rainbow Rowell, art by Roger Antonio, uh, colors by Rico Renzi, and letters by Joe Carmagna. And um I I really enjoyed Rainbow's Runaways run, and I feel like she's doing similarly great work in this uh, series. The cartooning by Roger is fantastic. It's it's featuring a bunch of characters that I don't know that well, but I feel like I'm getting a good sense of them from the way that this is being written and depicted. And in this issue. She-Hulk is still trying to get her law- lawyering career back on track while also dealing with the fact that Jack of Hearts has seemingly returned from the dead and is crashing in her apartment, still wearing his ridiculous Jack of Hearts costume. And Jen is just trying to sort of get everything in order. And it feels like a lot has happened in three issues that are pretty packed with stuff. But it's just been, I don't know, it's a really fun ride. I'm really enjoying both the writing and the art. And there's... um. Pizza discussion, so I figured that was a good good thing to include for iFanboy.
1: Yeah, that's something we'll t- we'll talk about that in a sec. I did notice it at first. I saw the slice of pizza and I thought that pizza doesn't look right. And then she commented, "Yes, it's thick crust pizza." And I was like, "I'll allow it as long as you've you've, you've mentioned yeah, like that, her taste is one thing or another." But they did
0: no, no. So first of all, uh, it's a Sicilian style. So they, no one no one in New York calls it thick crust pizza. Calls Sicilian sure. style. But, but She, she not... comes back around later and calls a Sicilian, so I'll allow yes, that, that yeah. brief.
2: Is there a difference between Sicilian and a grandma pie? Yes. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Grandma pies are a okay. thin crust. This is a thick square pizza. So um, I don't have a problem with the way they hold the slices. Jack of Hearts is a really tempting fate holding it up in the bottom like that, but that's all right. He's not in a good place, though. I mean, he's been like you can forgive him. Has some... he ever
2: been in a good place? Oh, I want
0: to get to Jack of Hearts in a moment. Yeah, but I will say this: there was a there, so two things happened. One, um, also, I spent a lot of time thinking about pizza while reading this because sure, they, they, they did some really things really right here. So, any any right thinking American when they grab a Sicilian slice, they always go for the corner piece first. Obviously, and so I looked at the overhead shot of the box, and they both grabbed corner slices. So like perfect, great, you got it. Except that when you when you look at the actual slices, they're holding those are not corner pieces; those are side pieces. So. There's a there's wow. a disconnect from the overhead drawing and the slice slice drawing.
1: Perhaps they'd already. This is the level of analysis that you can expect. Maybe they ate. Part. Maybe they ate this the crust one's crust side.
0: I mean, it's possible they they gnaw the sides off like a mouse, but um, <laughs> I'm just saying I was impressed that they the overhead <laughs> shot was accurate to what people do when sure. Sicilian pieces pizzas arrive as they grab the corners first because of the nice thick crust, but in the overhead the shots themselves were wrong but then I, I honestly of all the pizza we've seen in lit comics lately this is probably it's the most accurate we've seen pizza
2: i i that was kind of what i thought i thought they did a
0: pretty
1: decent job here
0: at first i also thought too much cheese but then it later on she says it was extra cheese so
1: that's fine right too. yeah i don't i don't think that the overhead shot of the cheese and sauce the coloring could have been better on that i think mm-hmm. it was too like the cheese looked like it was congealed there's it no like leopard you took spotting on. on the cheese you, well, it was like it was like if you take a pizza and then put it in the fridge and yep. then take it out yep. and all the cheese is in a perfect. That didn't oh, look man, right. It's good stuff. But
2: what I'm saying is, they're they're no, they're like the little brown specks that you get. Yeah. Yeah. Oh you yeah. Know, yeah. I, I, I don't know.
1: Some people don't. You'd think that a group of people making comics would be. I mean, oh, historically, but, stereotypically, yeah. would be some of the greatest pizza experts on earth. <laughs> I think I think the comics crowd is is a healthier one than maybe is historically. But you know, through the '60s, '70s, '80s, and '90s. It was a pizza crowd. it's still up, I mean, there weren't healthy I mean, it's still a pizza crowd, I mean, yeah, but i don't I don't know these they're all you know the 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 artists are now international right
2: oh i forgot to I forgot to mention I think the scene that sealed this book as pick of the week was Ben Grimm complaining about leash laws when it comes to lockjaw. I was like that's <sighs> that's that's fantastic,
0: <laughs> so pizza aside i it's it's, it's funny because. I don't know if we talked about this last time we talked, because I think issue one is also pick the, week, the first issue of this miniseries. I believe so. Jack of Hearts is a character who is in my blind spot, even though I was always a big Avengers fan growing up. I don't know much about him, don't know his powers, don't know his origin. so I'm actually learning a lot about him along with the She-Hulk here, but I had no idea he was like the Marvel heartthrob, apparently, because every, all the ladies here are all excited that she's back, and that he was so hot back when he was an Avenger, and didn't, didn't realize that was a thing.
1: Was that, like, in the 80s or disco era? Well, because or...
0: he died in Disassembled. Yep. You know, with Bendis right. killed him off.
1: I think
2: Disassembled is the only book I've ever read him in.
0: I've certainly seen him in other Avengers comics, but, like, as one of the Avengers in the background of all the other Avengers.
1: Right. I've seen him on covers of books that I didn't read.
0: Yeah. And the other thing that's interesting is this book is clearly behind Fantastic Four because over in Fantastic Four, yes, uh, they, are, they are a full-fledged couple.
2: Oh, okay. They do get together. Yeah, because it. Yeah, they kind of dance around it in this issue, but the cover, like the cover of the issue by um, Jen Bardell, is is very like kind of romance comic.
0: Oh, this is a romance comic, so we know we know where this is going. I mean, this is a this is a rom com setup, including the best friend Patsy Walker, who's now who's clearly having a renaissance, where uh, she's call you know she gets to do give the best friend advice on the phone about the. The hot amnesia guy who showed up at her friend's house. I mean, this is this is. I a, really like that scene. I thought that was cute. Not. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying this is a romance. This is a rom com setup. If there's ever been one, I'm not. I'm, I have no problem with rom. I like rom coms, so it's not a problem for me.
1: I don't quite buy him yet. I just don't know where he's coming from, and and like I don't quite understand. This is a cartoon, so it's difficult to say. I'm not sure I understand why he's supposed to be attractive because he's completely lost and confused. And I mean, if I'm looking at him at an objective. A little, he looks dumb. Yeah. He has a dumb costume. He's yeah. got a dumb name. He's got a dumb thing on his face. I don't get it.
2: And also like he's like he's weirdly resistant to what's obvious in a way that I find a little frustrating of just like something is up with your powers. You didn't used to need to eat or sleep or drink. Now you do, but you seem surprised by it every time it comes up, even though like a normal human, every couple of hours you
1: are either tired or hungry or thirsty. <laughs> Have you met a lot of men? Yeah. Cause that to me does not seem unusual. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you're saying this is like this is the
2: beginning of what will eventually become an amazing am I the asshole thread on. How many
0: people how many people <laughs> do yeah. you know that go, oh, this thing's been hurting me for six years and I haven't gotten checked out?
2: Oh, I actually meant to say I have a new I have a new thing for what hurts on the spreadsheet. I got some tendinitis in the in the right elbow. It's driving me crazy. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. That hurts. This book is fun and the Roger Tony art's great.
1: Yeah, no, but that's the thing like he you wouldn't go get it checked out. That's
0: yeah.
2: I yeah, I love I love the cartooning on this book. I love the I love the emotiveness he gives Jen and I really loved the back and forth between her and Patsy. Um the way Patsy is drawn in the first panel that she's in with her head tilted up slightly makes it look a little bit like she has vampire fangs with the way the teeth curve, but other than that um yeah. I, I thought it was pretty excellent.
1: This was the artist from um, Deceased, one of the Deceased mm, series, is that right?
0: No, I don't think no. so.
1: All right, I don't remember where he's from. Or she, I don't really know what Roger seems with. Like. Josh, are you still enjoying the book overall? I am enjoying it. I can't say I loved this issue because I'm still sort of confused. I don't feel like I have a handle on Jack of Hearts. I feel like I'm at a party and everybody knows who he is and I don't. And I don't. I don't think they're doing a bad job with it. It's just, I like, it was like I said before, like I don't, I don't understand the character. I don't know who he's coming from. I don't really understand what his personality is supposed to be. Like I know he's out of it now, but I just like, I think it's all well done. I really like um, Jen in this book. I love the cartooning and the coloring. Um, But I don't know. The relationship doesn't quite, isn't quite clear to me yet.
2: And it's also, I think we're, I think we're, Entering the age of the Marvel himbo, like it's, uh, you know, him and Hawkeye and all the other like, which is a lot of a lot of Marvel comics right now are just being written where like the dude is just the dumbest piece of work imaginable. And the woman is like super capable and helping him out. And it just seems to be in the zeitgeist right
1: now. But I get those other ones like you, you read the other books and it. you're like, I understand yeah. why. Yes, there's that. But you kind of like, I understand why they're attracted to Clint Barton or certainly Bucky. I Who isn't? I just said it i just i know i just said it like it was i was
2: like <laughs> i don't know man Buggy's Buggy's facial we'll talk about it later but Buggy's facial hair needs well, to I, I, I understand what you're
0: saying it's, josh that's there's not, like there's a, that's not this guy fault. who we don't know much about has showed up and now all the ladies are on twitter about
1: it and they're just like what what's happening i just yeah i don't i i feel like i need more context for what's happening the guy with the face tattoo like he's just like a he's just like a brunette dude like he's not <laughs> well yeah and and the fact like his his design is terrible i mean even yeah. if it, no it's awful it's so yeah. it, it's hideous and that's all i have is i was like well that's all i know about him is that he looks really dumb and maybe in the 70s or the 80s like it didn't look as dumb but it looks really dumb now and so i don't get it it'd be like to me like it'd feel like if a guy showed up you know in like full michael jackson uh red leather outfit and everyone's like oh my god he's back and i was like
0: he, well if the guy was really handsome I think we're getting spiraling on this because he, he, they say he's handsome. He's a drawing, so who knows? But, like, sure. I think it's just, I think it's more of the idea that they're banking on a lot of history here that we just don't have. That's it. And so that's, you know, and that's not a huge problem for me. I, I'll say, okay, so clearly this was a guy who back in, back then was very, and I'll say back then, I was reading comics back then. I was reading Avengers books back then. I just don't remember Jack of Hearts stories at all so i have just don't no context for him josh raj antonio drew the injustice year year one uh there you go
1: that was close yeah. tom taylor i i i just don't like i don't see it i feel like they're they're taking having us take that as given that he's that he's attractive is not even the word i just don't understand like i know her personality her personality is really interesting in the book and i find myself much more interested in the parts of her trying to be a lawyer again and be like, oh, I got to call these people and like, like network. And
2: there was a moment in the last issue where she, there's an ambulance heading to the hospital and she lifts it up over traffic and carries it to, to the intersection where it can drive away. And she puts her business card in the back window and like a little nod to being like an ambulance chasing lawyer. And I was like,
1: that was (laughs) fucking great. That was such a nice little moment. I'm just more interested in like, like, like her getting her life back together and like, Oh, no, I've got to worry about billable hours, you know, but this should be part of it. I just, uh, this is the part that, like, resonates with me the least. And this is the issue that spent the most time with it. That's all.
0: I don't mind it. I kind of like it. I just have, there's a lot of mental leaping I have to do because I just don't know about the guy too much. And they're not really doing a ton to lay the groundwork for it. You just have to, they're assuming you, you know who he
1: is. And it's a good book. I mean, like, I, I don't want it to sound like I'm, I don't think it's an average book. I think it's a good book. We're just, as we're sort of analyzing it, that's where I'm at.
0: Josh, did you catch up on Batman Killing Time since you didn't read the first one last time?
1: Yes, I did. And I very much enjoyed the first issue, and I didn't enjoy the second issue as much.
2: Interesting, because I feel like they're very similar. Like, what's distinct about issue two from issue one that you didn't
1: dig? I feel like I still don't know what the stakes are. Mm. It was a lot of time jumping. It was a lot of um, Alan Moore. Uh, very Alan type Moore. Type pacing. Yeah. What thing? And I kind I don't I'm not entirely clear on what we're chasing. There's some something to do with Greek gods. It's in the case like Pulp Fiction. You know, I didn't enjoy it as much. I think the first one I think the novelty of like oh this is Tom King doing a different kind of thing. I don't I, maybe I just didn't feel like I we advanced very much. But also, there's a thousand Batman stories right now, and I have a hard time keeping track. Of it. I
0: thought this was terrific. Um, I still love the. Yeah, uh, I mean, Dave Marquez is obviously great, and he does the he does those big action pieces as, as well as anyone. But his character yeah. stuff is awesome. I'm just looking at the page of Penguin in the in traction bed. I mean, this the stuff he's doing is really terrific. And this is not a book that is all nine panel grids. Other you know, there are some, um, even yeah. though it's very. It's not even Watchmen it's not watchman influence at all it's just that the narration is similar to that narration in terms of everything is a time or a date and i find it really compelling because yeah like i said last time hardly any books use third person narration and so it really does stand out
2: but i think the the watchmanness of it is the way that the the narration sets up the time and the place yes is it. It, it it sort of gives it the same rhythm as mm-hmm. It's the, the, the Dr. Manhattan
1: yeah. episode. Issue. Yeah, yeah. The one, you know, like he goes into the vault and then we go back to his dad with the watch gears. and the It's whatever. the one
2: that's been memed with the new bat. You know, it's 1989 and I'm watching a Batman movie the first Batman movie. It's 2005. I'm watching the first Batman movie. It's 2022. I'm watching the first bat. You know, it's it's that pacing. That's yeah, through. I find that really
0: compelling and it really it sort of makes it seem breathless though. You're constantly moving around and I like that a lot. Uh, it's. I mean, it, I wouldn't want every comic to be that, but this is only one, so it really works. I don't know why we are flashing back to uh, the story from mythology. I don't know how it ties in yet. This is right. Tom King, so I'm sure it will.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, other than that, we're just following, you know, like we talked about last time, an early adventure in Batman's life in which Catwoman and Riddler have teamed up to steal something, and it's a much more brutal, villainous Catwoman than we're used to seeing in the modern in the modern books.
2: I also couldn't figure out like why would why when she was in Arkham was she so immediately broken?
1: Well, we don't know. Yeah. She's used to prowling the rooftops, being free. Got her in a It's funny because I was like, wow, they actually put straight jackets yeah. on them. <laughs> it makes sense. It's it's an asylum, it's you know the padded room, it's a, they're they're crazy people, but uh, I, I did notice it.
2: Now Connor, you're a you're a cocktail guy. You ever you ever do a fish garnish? Never I never garnish with a fish. It's... I might try it now that I've seen it. Um, I've got
0: like some I've got like some dried anchovies that I use for like stock they did kill a bartender and I think that's justified <laughs> I mean I think you know obviously this is a book that's meant to capitalize on the film all, all the main characters are from the film you know Penguin and, and Joker and Riddler and Catwoman and Batman but and and Bruce and Jim Gordon are a little bit more chummy here so I mean I get it why it exists but I'm, I'm like the idea that Tom King gets to tell a different kind of Batman story than he has before yeah and the one that feels much more like the one the story he said he was going to tell with the with the full Batman book which was just sort of a mm-hmm.
1: a Batman adventure. I mean, I think he's probably a hell of a lot better at it now than he was then. Like back then, I I mean, I talked to him before that came out on our show and like he was he was like, "Yeah, it's it's a big change. Like, it's a lot." And I think, you know, now he's got those kind of powers under. The, I think the best scene in this, the best page uh was uh Batman goes to Vera um mm-hmm. killer croc's girlfriend's apartment and and she's she's, she's got him dead to rights <laughs> she's like what are you gonna do hang me out the window <laughs> he just stares at her and at the end she calls him you know batman and he's like it's pronounced batman <laughs> and that's all he's got and i thought oh that's really interesting if you take away his violence in in the face of somebody there he's, he's kind of powerless at least at whatever this point is in, in his career is at least
2: with
0: someone who knows,
1: you know, someone who's been who's been through it.
2: Like, right. I liked. Yeah. I liked. She was a Gotham girl. She was like, no, no, no. Like I'm from Gotham. Like your your shtick doesn't. You know, it's that. It's it's. You know, it's that classic New Yorker thing where it's just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've seen it. I've seen it all. I was born in fucking Charlestown. You think you're gonna scam <laughs> yeah, me
0: with your fucking hat? So I, I I enjoyed this book. I it's I, it's not great, but I really do like it. I think the
1: that's the first that's issue thought,
0: you're right was much better than the first second one, but I thought, I thought it was good. So, um, Spider Punk number one. Cody Ziegler and Justin Mason is the creative team.
2: The calamitous Cody Ziegler and the Jammin' Justin Mason, if you go by the credit. <laughs> I don't know.
0: This this was this was heavily discussed in the iFanboy Slack when it was when we saw it. I don't know what this book is, where it came from, what this I don't the only Spider-Verse I know is the movie. I don't I don't know if that's a comic thing. The cover was awesome. Yes. And mm-hmm. I really like Justin Mason's Art. I liked the style. I thought it really worked for for. I it really worked for the sort of the aesthetic of the story. Um, I got about yes. I got about five pages in, and I was like, "This is not for me." And I just kept. At that point, I decided to see if I could follow the story it was just the art.
1: I think the, you were right. I think the art and the coloring, the production of it was was and you know, the designs, all that was sort of the strongest part of it. Jim Uh Yeah, that's a name. Charlapetus charlotte charlotte you know it's called spider punk I, I i listen to punk rock uh i'm not gonna say i'm gonna call myself a punk i think that's a weird thing but you know like all of the punk iconography in it and the sort of copped attitudes to me was a little like on the nose you know his little head spikes his jean jacket his chucky's and then so i read it like i was you know when i saw the cover i was like ugh. I mean, the cover is terrific drawings it's a it's terrific, a terrific drawing but i think it, yeah. it's like. It's kind of lame iconography. I mean, in the in that if you if you like you know anything about the punk scene or history or like you read all that stuff, like it's goofy. Like if you're trying to get across uh, an aesthetic to folks looking at it, then it's great for that. It's a great drawing. But as I read this, I said I read the story. I'm like, all right, I'll give it a chance. And I was like, this looks beautiful, but like I didn't. I don't know what it was. Before. It was. It didn't like. It I just don't know. At all.
0: I, I know foundation. Like, what is this? Right. right. Where is this taking? Pl- I mean, it's, it's Earth. It's different Earth. It's Earth. One thirty-eight. One thirty-eight. So okay, fine. It's not a different. It's a. It's a multiverse story. Okay, I guess that's the foundation. But I don't know anything about that, so I don't have any context or.
2: Right. It's unclear as like, is this a? Is this is the whole world? Punks. Like, is this the? Is this punk Earth? Like, in which case, punk is therefore not counterculture. Therefore, it's not cool right
1: i don't know that you understood it more than me if that's what you got out of it i was i was definitely confused
2: you know it seemed like a theme this week in comic was punch a nazi which is i can get behind that at the very least i i was uh, spider-man or spider-punk uses his guitar as a weapon does the guitar have the proportional strength of a spider because otherwise it seems like you're just wrecking a perfectly good guitar
1: K- can I tell you, by the way, uh, a Gibson SG is not known for its uh, strength around the headstock yeah. neck area. It just didn't seem
2: like a good uh, idea to bring... hit Craven with a guitar when you have the proportional strength of a spider in your arms already.
1: Yeah, yeah. I just, I just think that it's goofy and it wasn't particularly funny. It didn't bring a lot. It, it, it felt to me like we're going to put this punk aesthetic on top of things and that'll do the work for us.
2: Right, and it I... felt. It it felt especially like kind of plastered on with characters like ironheart where i'm just like okay so she still has to be smart enough and tech savvy enough to build like a giant a suit of armor that's iron man level but we're going to like stencil some some stars and graffiti on it to make it look yeah. punk and so it was just like i was like well that's that's
1: dumb it reminds me of uh connor Con and i were talking about this with um the dark ages uh, the tom taylor book uh in that it's an elts world story but what he's done is there's two kinds of world stories you can do where you just take the um, characters and you put a skin over them, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and you put them in a different kind of world, but they're still pretty much the same. Or you do one where it's surprising and different. And this is the this is the, the former. It's, you know, like these are the characters, you know, they have a different look and they sound a little different when they talk, but they're basically the same. Um, you know, and so in that way, like, it I don't know, it just didn't do much. It was it was all aesthetic. Which you know, if from a punk standpoint, kind of posery.
2: Yeah, and I mean the plot, and and like we haven't really talked about the plot, but the plot is basically like it opens with Spider Punk and Captain Anarchy, who's the Captain America of this universe, beating up Craven and some of his henchmen, and then they just let Craven and his henchmen leave, and then they go back to their base and they hang out for a few minutes, and then Craven and his gang comes back and they fight them again. I was <laughs> like, wait, why did you let them leave then? Like just, I, I, it, it, plot wise, it just felt like. Sort of like Fury Road, you know, Matt, uh, where it's just like, well, we're going to drive to this place and we're going to drive back. And I I just didn't quite. Yeah, but that was awesome. It was awesome. (laughs) But
1: it was punk as hell. This wasn't. I don't know. This to me feels like, would it be cool if Spider Man looks like this and then he hit people with a guitar? Yeah. End of story meeting. It would be cool. The end. I don't know. Yeah.
0: I think Justin Mason's is terrific though. I would just, I did, Yes. I, I did like the art. I thought uh, no, the whole really,
1: time I thought this is gorgeous. This is really It's like,
0: dynamic and fun and interesting. Storytelling was
1: good. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah, what I took out absolutely. of this book. Totally. Did you I don't know if you guys would have there are a bunch of like uh cheeky punk lyric references throughout the whole thing. Didn't too. didn't capture the one. I, and then when Taskmaster shows up at the end, he's got his hairs like uh um Doyle from the misfits and he says scream with me so those are like all punk lyrics There's a few more in there that I, I don't really remember because they weren't particularly memorable but uh you know all that stuff is in there but it's like you know top level <laughs> gabba gabba hey hey sort of st- and I'm not that cool that's not the point but it, like if I get them all you know it's fine so it's it's I don't know who it's for
0: black widow 55 is the final issue of this run kelly thompson and Lots of artists. I, I forgot this book. Has it been delayed? I forgot this book existed. I forget. I I took a long time to remember what was happening.
1: So this was the fifteenth issue of this run. Yeah. And I think it's been coming out pretty regularly. I don't. I don't think. I think it's been monthly. It's been so more than a season. month. It's got to be. I don't know. I mean, it's it's easy enough to find out. But um, is it? I really enjoyed this all the way through. I think um the Ana Casagrande art has been yep. just a complete revelation, and and she did another one of those scenes in this one. Where you know during the action scene, you're just seeing all different time and part, parts of it at once. When she's fighting the Living Blade, I think the Living Blade is a real formidable villain in this mm-hmm. sense, and that doesn't happen a lot. Also, it's one I haven't seen way too many times. Uh, that said, you know at the end, I'm I'm not really sure what problem we solved. I don't know if I I kind of lost track of it. I liked the little team they put together, but I kind of didn't know who everybody was on it. I liked that Clint and Bucky showed up, you know, and the, and there's a relationship. And I think that the, the you know, the, the, the whole thing starts off with Natasha has a family that uh, is real, but that she was, you know, mind controlled into having and then they had to, to protect them. They had to get away from her. And she just has to forget about them, but she didn't forget about them. So it's always there in the background. And then there's a bit at the end where, you know, she's like, all right, I don't have my son or my husband, but I know that they're safe. And, uh, and this group of people is pretty good. And I was like, that is not a thing a parent would say.
0: Yeah, that's what if you recall way back in the very beginning of this run I said this was a huge mistake. Yes. So don't, don't don't you can't give her a family like this. It'll 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 change the character and haunt it forever and I think that's I, I agree with you Josh. Like it's just it doesn't I knew that would happen. As soon as as soon as it was I was like, "Well, this is you can't just you can't just wipe away that family."
1: No, especially if she's aware of it. You should wipe her mind so that she doesn't know and then forget about it until you want to bring it back. But to have her know that she has a son who's like a little kid and her whole thing is to be a superhero who protects people, no way hanging out with this group of misfits is going to cover that at all. She would be the saddest person at that table. And she's a Russian, so she would be drunk and angry. I, I
0: I just knew that was a mistake, and it still continues to be a mistake. In this particular issue... Uh, there were too many sort of platinum blonde villains. <laughs> so like at the at the end when they're fighting on the rooftop, the woman who was like escaping in the helicopter, I thought it was one of the people from the early in the issue because they have the same short platinum blonde hair and then they show up and grab her by the throat. I was like, wait, now there's three of them? Just only because, again, I was like, I don't know when this last issue came out, but that, that that was a problem. I agree, Ryan. Bucky's got dumb facial hair, but I can't, you know.
1: What are you going to do? Cave. He's gonna look different when he comes back in the next nobody ever draws him the same, so it doesn't matter. But overall, this is a fun book. Yeah, yeah. I mean totally. This was meant to this was delayed pretty heavily by the pandemic because the movie was delayed and then they brought this out earlier. Um, but
2: in reading this issue, I went and I looked up what are Spider Girl's actual powers, and mm-hmm. there is not a clear answer. <laughs> There's something apparently at one point she was able to throw spider armor, like an exoskeleton. I I very confused by Anya Cortizone's, uh abilities.
0: She is whatever the story needs her to be. Yep. I kind of love that.
2: Like, I, I don't like in everything I read about her. It's unclear if she even has web shooters or if she's able to create webs. But like in this book, she's basically just fighting as Spider-Man. And I don't quite understand how. And that's fine. I didn't didn't bother me. It just I, I you know.
0: Well, for a long time, that was her, those were her powers. It was just against Spider-Man's powers. So it just depends on which version of the character they want to use. I will say this, finally, and it's not a knock on the book, because I do like the book. I'm just saying this to all writers of comic books and comic book-related TV shows out there. It's okay to have a character just be by themselves. They don't have to have a team of quirky misfits around them. That's every, literally every single Yeah, no, you're right. There. You're right. I like this group. I like Natasha. It makes yeah. sense that Natasha and Clint and Bucky would always... And she's got a sister. She's like, She's got like a built-in team. But like every story now it's like it's, you can't just have the hero alone it's the hero plus the the tech guy and the quirky science girl and like it's like everyone every team has that every. and and
1: and um the last issue of spider woman was last week and it was the same and i was like i feel like i'm being a jerk by getting them mixed up but also you know they were very similar tones uh and some of the characters the villains actually looked kind of similar so i was getting them mixed up i feel like if you had read this you know, either like, you know, within two week intervals or you read the two trades or whatever it would be. Mm-hmm. Some of the beats at the end would be more satisfying. So when they open the room and they find out that they're draining the blood out of Apogee and I was like, that's vaguely familiar, but I don't know what this means because it's been too long. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, I had that exact same thought about about the the, the group. It's like, oh, this is they there. You're always doing a, a, a show so you can have an ensemble cast.
0: It's always a team book people. now. Every book's yeah. a team. Also, I feel like
2: as good as Bucky is, Winter Soldier at all. Whoa,
0: whoa, Be careful.
2: He he does like a thing where he like puts his arm behind his back and fires off a shot at a helicopter rotor. And yeah. It just it seemed unrealistic. Whoa. That's the only unrealistic thing I saw that, in this book.
0: That's the that's most a, unrealistic that's, thing that's in what, the what, <laughs> book. The one guy. A, not not her arm being reattached through magic. <laughs> nope. The one guy fine.
1: who did a thing that <laughs> Buffalo Bill would do in Wild West shows 150 years ago in real life. Yep. you couldn't get behind that i'm
2: sticking with it i stand by i stand by my take
1: (laughs) all right fair enough i want to take a second to thank uh the folks who helped support the show and let you know if you haven't and why not uh, how you could do that. But first of all, let's start off with uh, patreon.com slash ifanboy. That is the place where folks who want to directly support the show, they say, we like this show, we like what you're doing, and it's important to me that it continues. How can I help out? Well, you can go there. Uh, it unlocks shows that everybody gets to listen to. Your talksplodes, media splodes, explodes, other splode type things, your hangouts. Um, you're part of a great community um on Discord or on the Facebook group uh and you know you're you're adding them the more people do it the more stuff that we have to do. I mean the more the more shows you get to listen to. <laughs> um the next stretch goal would be to add a comic book television uh show coverage of some kind uh that we'll worry about when we get closer to that. For
0: one second I thought you were saying we were gonna start
1: making a TV show. And I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I mean, we tried that. I don't it. have time. No, definitely not. Uh the patron the patron patronage would have to be enormously uh, increased. <laughs> Yeah. Um, you, you can go to com. if I check down right now am I, I'm wearing a crew neck so it wasn't as easy as my normal zippy Yeah, Clint is dead is the shirt I am wearing as we speak uh, it speaks to the nature of Clint Barton being dead uh, in many many ways uh, you can find 12 designs that you can put on t-shirts and other stuff lots of other stuff um, our newest design is the gosh shirt I need to get it but I also have a lot of shirts I think I could call the shirts then get it I have a purple one
2: my wife has been asking me oh, to do a, that, a shirt call for, I, I want to say a year now. At least, at least, I, I yeah. won't do
1: it. Well, you know, one thing that helps is gaining a lot of weight. Mm. You can just, yeah. Um, not a lot, <laughs> well. but I typically live between medium and large, and uh, that can go either way. So, <laughs> at ifanboy.com support, you will find direct links uh, for PayPal if you don't want to deal with any of that stuff, but you'd still like to... Uh, donate something in there if you'd like to none of this is compulsory we appreciate everybody who does but you can listen uh either way and we will not love you any less it's just that we will love them more you can work that math out (laughs) ifanboardcom slash amazon is where you'll find links to buy all the books on booksblood you'll always find a link for the music on the show uh on the show page you will find a link uh to buy uh the the book itself uh the pick of the week and then finally, there's bookshop.org. For all the places uh, where we can on the website, um, we partnered with bookshop.org to help you buy books that we talk about um, from local bookstores. Um, and you will find those where we can stick them on the website. And that is all. Let's move back to the top, ta- the program, talking about the comics. Moon Knight is another book, Moon Knight 10. Josh,
2: you're a Moon Knight fan, right?
1: I mean, you're like the resident Moon Knight guy here on the, 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 yeah, the show. Yeah. When, when Jim Viscardi isn't here, it's my bag.
0: This is another book that the hero has a quirky team around him. Like, again, not always bad, but everyone has it. So when it becomes ubiquitous, it becomes a problem. But he had now he has like a whole like Tigra and his vampire office manager and that dude. And so again, anyway, this book was terrific. Yes. This was another great issue. I love this series. I, this issue, this issue particularly was terrific. Uh, Moon Knight is a bastard, and I think that's part of his character. And he does something really horrible here in this comic, although not necessarily unjustified. And so I always like it when the character, when the main character is like, you've hurt my friends and family, I'm going to come and destroy you. And that's that's sort of the cliffhanger here.
2: It was, I mean, it was great. Like if you actually look at the cartooning that was done, you know, the the therapist that he's talking to, like starts to sweat pretty early in the issue. And it Mm -hmm. like gets worse and worse until the reveal that like, they're not who they say they are. And Moon Knight is going to do very bad things to them. And I thought that was so well handled. Um, the, slow, the slow burn of it, the reveal of it, it was just yeah. incredibly good comic
0: Jed McKay is terrific, and he's been really strong on this book. Mid- Moon knights you know, we've been talking about it, it. every. It gets like 20 issues and it reboots itself with a new creative team, but this one has been particularly strong. And the last couple have been strong. It's been a good run for Moon Knight in general the last couple of years.
1: I did think though that when the the therapist the whole time I was like a the therapist wouldn't say that when she, it's revealed that I was like oh it's clayface to Batman <laughs> I see <laughs> like that they have to be aware they're doing that right that has yeah. to be a self-aware thing yeah, it, yeah as long as it is I'm fine with it
0: yeah <laughs> no there was a point in the beginning I was like well she's really revealing information about her other patients it's like it's not a good thing. And she's pretty aggressive. A lot of books, not a lot of books, so several books I'm reading ended this week as they were meant to. This is the final issue of The Thing. Oh, did you start reading series. this? Because
2: last time I talked I about been, this, you were not... I've been now... reading
0: it the whole time. Uh, yeah. it the oh, time. really? So you're, talking about, you're talking about Josh, didn't, wasn't reading it.
2: Okay, I feel like I you and thing. I talked about it, but I, I I guess I misremembered that you weren't up on it. Yeah.
0: No, I've read all of your issues. Oh. Walter Mosley, Tom Riley. Tom Riley is just, just terrific. And they're doing, I guess they're doing another miniseries I don't know if it's the same team, but in Time number one is coming out in June with Thing and Hulk. But I thought this issue was a little it was my least favorite of all the issues, I'll just say that. Okay. I don't know why. I think the writing was a little I don't to say simplistic. But
2: I was just really tickled that I when we last talked about this book correctly surmised that the kid was an Awat Owatu watcher person. Yeah. And I and they that was revealed in the previous issue, but I just wanted to touch base on that and
0: the girlfriend is death and the kids in a lot too i did like that there was a couple of moments here i really did like and the the thing has this helmet on and lets him see things and he sees a bunch of the heroes and what they're doing i just love the issue of the idea of peter sitting on a rooftop with a sandwich with his mask up it's just so like it's just such a peter parker thing he's just just having a sandwich on a roof i like that so much and then the really sweet moment was that at least she gets brought down to hell, and in hell she has her sight. Right, and so she she sees the thing for the first time.
2: And then when when they all come back to Earth, she loses it again. But they have this really sweet moment of like she's not going to forget.
0: Right, but she says, "I." She says, "It's you. You're so beautiful." I thought that was just a really sweet moment. It was great. Uh, yeah, I like this miniseries quite a bit.
1: Yeah, me too. I thought I'm in, it was cool. I'm enjoying his series, The Last Days of Ptolemy Grey. <laughs> Walter Mosley. <laughs> it's a program on the television, but
2: Batman beyond Neo year number one by Colin Kelly, Jackson Lansing and Max Dunbar doing the art. And I really wanted to like this. I'm a big Batman beyond fan. Um, This was, this was okay. Uh, It, introduces a new villain who's kind of got a cool, like malleable lightsaber stick. And I thought the art was really well done. Like it evokes the show without being, you know, tracings of what the animated cells look like. It's it's different enough, but it's still recognizably Terry McGinnis. I don't think this was as strong as Batman Beyond the White Knight by Sean Murphy the other week. So um, I, I, I enjoyed this. I don't know if I'm going to stick with it, but I did want to give it a try because I, I like the, the character and the premise enough.
0: Devil's Reign six is the final issue. Of this miniseries, I didn't want to let it pass by without noting a few things. Number one, it was a just a Marco Checato tour de force. It was a there was a lot of fighting, a lot of big group fighting in this as the sort of battle for New York came to a head. And I thought there was just some incredible panels and pages in here from him. But also Wilson Fisk, no longer the mayor. Thank God. Uh, Luke Cage now the mayor.
1: What? Well, he he's running. He hasn't. Won. No, no, he
0: was appointed mayor. It says at the end. Oh. No shit. Yeah, it says, I think it was in the fucking essay. Yeah. What? Yeah, it says, luckily the, man, the right man is on the job, the newly deputized Mayor Luke Cage.
1: That's not how that works at all.
0: Yeah, don't tell us, don't tell us the story beats in the essay.
1: I don't even mean that, like just administrative wise, that's not Yeah, how that I, th- I think works. the deputy mayor
0: becomes mayor at that point.
1: He's just a candidate. He doesn't want anything.
0: Uh, and then uh, Wilson Fisk, for a second, they were going to make a president. And I was like, oh, God, he already looks a little bit like Lex Luthor. Now we're doing that. and But then that I like the, the the swerve on that. Yep. And it seems like Wilson is going off to semi-retirement with Typhoid Mary on a boat. He
1: literally sailed off into the sunset.
0: Yeah, while well, his son becomes a new kingpin. I thought this was a strong final issue. I've enjoyed this miniseries. It seems like it was a capper to Chip's Daredevil run. I don't know if that's true or yeah. not. But felt well, like it. Well, it looks like
1: we're... We're getting a new sort of daredevil epoch that's going to start now where Matt and Elektra are gonna go take down the hand, and that'll be like their thing and I'm fine with that switch I' looking up. forward. You know, to've been yeah. in the city for a long time, and um i do f I do like that it actually felt like the ending of a story, which you don't get very much, usually right. at the end of of a run or something like this. you know it it's It's still just prelude to whatever comes next, and this seals up the story with the super rich people. Mm-hmm. You no, know, it 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 gave uh, Wilson Fisk an ending of a sort. It it just felt like it had a little finality that you don't always get. Uh, yeah. In here, uh, so I appreciate that.
0: There's just a lot. I thought there was a lot going on. She tried out a lot of characters to draw. Yes. A, a lot of big action sequences. I thought it was a beautiful book. I've enjoyed this whole miniseries. Yeah, pretty good. That has been good. So there you go. Those are the comics we wanted to talk about. But at patreoncom iFanboy. Every patron of the show gets a vote to add a book to the rundown. And this week it was a it was a it was a alleyway knife fight between the Rocketeer, of the Great Race number one and spider punk number one. And the winner was The Rocketeer, of The Great Race number one by Art and Story by Steven Mooney, colors by Lynn O'Grady, and letters by Sean Lee. This is from IDW. And this is a new Rocketeer miniseries to commemorate the fortieth anniversary of the character.
2: That's crazy.
0: The last Rocketeer miniseries I read was the Wade Somni one, I believe, which was terrific. Cargo Mm -hmm. of Doom or something like that. Anyway, uh, I love the Rocketeer. He's just one of those characters that's been around my entire life almost and is sort of on the edge of superhero and pulpy. One of the
2: best designs of a character.
0: Yes. Dave Stevens, creation, who's no longer with us, star of a great film. And I've always just liked the Rocketeer. I'm always happy to check out a new Rocketeer book. And I thought the Stephen Mooney art was terrific. I really liked uh, his style. It was it had a little bit of weirdness to it, which I liked. But you know, he did you know did the Rocketeer action really well. Rocketeer lives in a in a fun zone. It's the early part of the last century. It's the lead up to the World War II. There's Nazis in Los Angeles. It's
2: I keep waiting for um for for. You know what's his face? the The Welsh guy who did the pulp thing to show up. Um, you guys are going to be mad at me for, for blanking on the name.
0: The Welsh guy who did the Pope thing. The
2: pulp, the pulp thing. Uh, Perry Mason.
1: Perry Mason. <laughs> I keep waiting for
2: Perry Mason to you, you show
1: mean, up. You mean the actor? Yeah, he's Welsh. He is. He is. I now you've, you've all those words knocked his name out of my my head. <laughs> so
0: you know in this story. uh I, you know, it's hard to tell if this is connected to other Rocketeer stories, but it's always somewhat the same. You know, he's he's giving up being a Rocketeer. His girlfriend doesn't want him to be the Rocketeer. Cliff is, you know, tired of being shot at and, you know, all the danger that comes with it. So he's just going to go back to flying planes because that's safe in the 30s. And, you know, through through a lot of things that happen, he's going to be involved in this great race that's going to happen in Europe. This This airplane race from not Howard Hughes. Uh, that is sponsoring him to be the pilot. And uh, obviously it's going to get involved with Nazis and things like that.
2: I was frustrated by the plotting in this because it's like. He hears that there might be Nazis up in them, their hells. So he goes to find out and turns out there were Nazis and he punches them for a bit and then flies away and they shoot at him and like he he panics. But then he has like a flashback that kind of gives us a history of character and then he's like just fine at home and we never learn like why did his jetpack not explode and and then the the whole like the driving force of the plot is he promises to stop being the rocketeer then gets offered a job not being the rocketeer and then is super conflicted about whether to take this job even though it is within the parameters of what he promised to do and then when his girlfriend finds out about it she's stoked and wants him to do it and so he spent the entire issue fretting about whether or not to take this job when Literally, no one was upset about him taking this job of flying the the race. You know, in the in the rocket plane.
0: There definitely was a storytelling issue from the when he gets shot. Yep, uh, his pack gets shot up by the Nazis, and the very next next panel is a double page sort of you know history of the Rocketeer. And then the next thing we see is him landing on a bed, and I was like, wait a minute, what happened? Because last thing I saw, he was pack was blown up while he was in the air. So there there was an issue there yeah. for sure. I mean, he's falling through the sky in the in the in the double page spread in the foreground. But how did he get from the sky to the bed? That was an issue.
2: And then we see that like the jetpack has been shot up and he gives it to his buddy. Um, And I also whenever I read a Rocketeer comic, I can't help but remember that I preferred the rocket pack design from the movie to the one in the comics. And I know the comics one is the original one, but I think that the redesign for the movie was just. Better. Yes. Um. Yeah. It's because the one in the movie, it looks more Art Deco than the one in the comic, which looks more like Flash Gordon a trash can. You know. So I yeah. just think the, it, the the movie one leans into the Art Deco ness of the series, which makes the series so cool and, and stylistic. And like we see that the jetpack's been shot up, and then later he's like got the jetpack and it's fine. It looks exactly. That's because Peeve is a genius. Yeah, but Peeve didn't invent the jetpack. Like, didn't he just
0: find the jetpack? Yeah, but he could fix anything.
2: It was Nazi science.
0: You can fix anything. These darn Nazis. Josh, I assume you did not like this.
1: I liked it yeah. fine. I thought it looked really cool. I There's there's a bit, I don't know how to explain it, but there's a bit in the art where occasionally he'd draw a character, like that one where he falls in the, like after he falls in the bed and the girlfriend is there and she just look looks like she's pasted in. Yeah. She doesn't look like she's part of it, which is part of like the aesthetic because she's basically doing a pinup girl pose or whatever. There's just a couple of things where, like, it doesn't seem to gel together. I like the elements of it. The way that they drew whoever the, I don't know, the Howard Hughes guy or whatever, the the, the yeah. guy with the plane. like I don't know, Dalton Nikos. He just looks like he's different than all the mm-hmm. things around him. So he almost he looks like out, out of focus
2: relative, yeah. relative to, like, just, the way I, the other characters have a sharp line
1: about them. I feel like that's on purpose, but I don't understand what it's trying to communicate. I think... The part that you're talking to uh, talking to earlier that you know where the story the the action scene was going on and then it was over. I I was, I was like, what the hell just happened? And then after <laughs> that, I kind of got my bearings. But I I then after that, I felt unsteady. So I was like, well, you know, yeah. once we get to the part where he offers him the new job and he go, you know, this did, this sort of demanded that there was a there's a recap, but you kind of have to know what the Rocketeer is, which isn't too hard to figure out. And I think they did a good enough job with that, but I had to orient myself for a little bit. I just I think I think the writing was did its job, but I think that it leaned on the fact that like, well, we can be vague about some of this because it goes with the aesthetic, which is fine if you love being in the aesthetic, but I kind of was, you know, I was like, I want a little more story, I think. Because um, it's all pretty basic. It's sort of what I'm saying about the, the Spider-Man thing, but
2: how do the pants work?
1: Job person. Like what cause Yeah,
2: like what causes them to have the little a little off to the, the side
1: shape of the fabric. And then they, they sew it so that it has that curve. But Like what? Is there a reason? Yes. You can wear high boots, but couldn't you, I mean, I feel like I could wear high boots with the jeans I'm wearing now. Pants are always about lines and the shape that they're giving you at that time. They wanted it to look that way. And they thought for some reason that when you ride a horse, the top part of your pants should be billowy. I don't know. But he's I'm a
2: saying. pilot. He's not, he's not on a horse at any
1: point in this story. No, but that's where those come from. I high feel like planes are the horses of the sky yeah like that's that's like early on they were like well what's the closest kind of outfit we have for this plain thing was i was like, just thinking we should bring back outfits?
0: job purse actually looking at that. no i
1: i i think
2: we should bring back high boots further how come directors wore them <laughs> i'm right, exactly. i'm a, a, a i'm on record as uh, before i die i want a pair of boots that i have to fold the top down like captain america does that's important oh sure me. pirate boots
1: yeah no, that's i mean who, who what right-thinking man isn't but it's a good question josh what
0: was the aesthetic that the that the film director was going for cameras are for the horses, horses of the cinema the ground?
1: Yeah. I guess. Like they're masked like they're riding.
2: Or they everything. just they saw Cliff Secor and they were like, those are cool pants. Where are those? I mean I, that's not that's not an unusual thing for Hollywood. He was in Hollywood. He's in LA. He's flying around. Sure. People would have seen him, directors would have, you know, that would have been paying attention.
1: Except He's not real, and they did really do that. Mm. <laughs> he came out much later. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it. I thought it was. I thought it was fine. I. I didn't love it. I didn't hate it. I don't have a particular uh, affection for the character or anything. Although I think it is really cool. Like it's a really cool concept and and time. I. I think I would have liked it more if it was a little more of a straightforward story instead of that sort of you know gauzy. You know, Hollywood movie version. Matthew Reese. Does that Reese. make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah, I yeah. didn't. I didn't look it up. One of the I just remembered. Of our time. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you're you're going to be settled right into the middle age. Enjoy that. Again. Um. <laughs> you know, it was it was fine, I, I, but wasn't my favorite thing.
0: Yeah. So ratings on the Rocketeer, the Great Race, number one. Ratings at a five.
1: I give Matthew Reese a
2: five.
0: Well, yeah. I'm going to give this book a. Th- Three and a quarter. I liked it. It was fun, but not great. I'm giving it.
2: I'm going three and a half because I, 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 my, my, I, I have a lot of affection for the character and this yep. scratched the itch enough. But there were a few, there were issues with the issue. Um, I probably will stick with it, but uh, not without some grumbles.
0: Three. I'm going to stick with it as well, if only to see what's going to happen with the race.
2: But Josh, you didn't tell us what you rate
1: Matthew Reese on your ratings. Five point <laughs> eight on a scale of five. <laughs> He's so I'm good. not kidding. He's I'm so, so good. we haven't we haven't watched we haven't seen any Matthew Reese in a while. I'm really upset about it. Like, but during the pandemic, Lindsay and I watched all the way through the the Americans, and then Perry Mason came out near the end of it, and I was like full on fanboy. And uh, now it's been too long.
0: Oh, he's are shooting season two.
1: Oh, he's so tortured. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> patreoncom ifanboy. Every patron can vote to add a book to the rundown, but the five dollar higher a month patrons get a superpower live on the show, like these. Three patrons, Josh, kick it off.
1: Well, here's the best <laughs> thing I came up with for Stew Wars. <laughs> and I'll just tell you, I'm not proud of this. <laughs> he's a helicopter. Okay. he's a little helicopter backpack that's really loud. It belches smoke. It's not particularly fast, but he can fly around like with the it. Like the Inspector Gadget? Um, it, I'm, yeah. Like, how is that a oh, power? It's like... Because Inspector Gadget had a little helicopter come out of its um, hat. It's a gadget. Okay, well, hold on now. Are we saying it has to be a superpower? Like you can't, we couldn't, we couldn't, for example, come up with a Hawkeye type thing for this.
0: Well, the power, Hawkeye's powers, he's really, really good at well, No, aiming. but Hawkeye doesn't have power, he's
1: just human, he's really good at aiming. Or Batman. Batman doesn't have any powers. So we can't give somebody a thing, we can't give somebody a skill? I, I think it has to, I don't think so. I thought we were giving him a gimmick. There's
0: a fine line between power and skill.
2: I think it's a gimmick. Skill, like skill a, is something like, you can train and earn by, by hard work, whereas a power, just, it's there. Just
1: is. all right you know what we can we can hash this out whenever we want but the problem here is that stew wars needs something to do and i'm saying he has an old timey backpack that looks like okay. you know world war ii era but it has a helicopter that comes out of the top and he straps that thing on and he flies around he's not sneaking up on anybody <laughs> he's not you he's know. not moving a heck of a lot faster than a bicycle
2: what's uh what is uh what's his does he have to refuel it like does he have to go to the gas station and like top it off yeah how, diesel. how often? Like how many miles? The <laughs> miles
0: per gallon. He would never pass a smog test. I think uh, he's not concerned
1: about that. <laughs> <laughs> he would very slowly rise, and you don't have to inspect it. It's not a registered vehicle. They would just be like, "What." You know, right. you might be OK, because
0: I'm I'm, I'm, trying, I'm looking through our whole database of powers. You that, that that might Chris be OK keeping, is still, if there's any sort of consequence to Josh fucking around. No, what I'm saying is, <laughs> I believe we just gave someone a power that was just a bag. <laughs> that they
1: had. I think you can I think you can have a, a gadget.
2: I think, I mean, be, I think that's it's a power feeling. if it like if it grew out of his back and, and now is a backpack that is a helicopter
0: yeah i gave i gave out of a, a, someone a magical bag so there you go you can have yeah. that they can have he's them. got the they can he's,
2: have he's the helicopter like like the rocketeer but okay. that's Lauren.
1: yeah i mean like there's things you you could save people from the tops of buildings, for example, or now here's the thing you can't get a cat out of a tree, you'll all die we've been i think i think we've all been pronouncing
2: helicopter wrong our entire lives if you look at the if you look at the root words
1: of helicopter, it's a helical wing, so it should be. Oh, helicopter. Helicopter. Can I can I tell you how that affects? It? My wife pronounces it more helicopter than helicopter, and it's. I've been telling her how it bothers me for a good. Time. I think she's right. Might be, but we're not. She's not going to listen to this, and so we're good. Ooh, that's so, shame.
0: So yeah. earlier earlier today in the show we talked about Mexican food and. I I've had this power already. I can show you the email timestamp where I emailed myself from my phone in bed last night. I thought of it. Joe Christensen. I also gave him a name. I'm so, is the salsa I'm so king.
2: nervous right now because you might be stealing mine. <laughs> he,
0: no, I, I doubt it. He's the Salsa King. And as the Salsa King, Joe Christensen can not only uh, magically produce any kind of salsa in the world, uh, also a terrific dancer.
2: Wow. Wow. That's a great power.
0: Covering the word.
2: That's fantastic.
0: Is that a power or a skill? it's just, he never he's never even practiced it just can't i uh, well uh, i've never
2: practiced salsa either i just made the mistake of telling an older woman at a nightclub in costa rica that i did not know how to salsa and then like an hour later i was still dancing and badly in need of water and
0: help yeah yeah we all know <laughs> yeah so, i don't have a story um, so, yeah. like that he can he can produce any kind of salsa uh, from that little place you went to in mexico once he's got it for you um also uh styles types he can he can produce a giant vat of salsa. If you got people coming over, a little bit, oh. a little bowl. How how spicy can he go with it? He whatever whatever you want. He's the salsa king.
1: Is he limit? Does he need a gr- ingredients? Like no, like he magically appears. To... To... Okay, okay. So there, that's definitely because you know if he it holds was his like... hand over a ball, a bowl, and the salsa appears. Because if it was like dependent on having fresh tomatoes, then you'd have. He a could bowl, theoretically but... hold
2: his hand over Look, you. Laughed as well, <laughs> and just cover a ball in salsa.
1: Yeah, I
0: mean, cover it in salsa if you want over your head. We have to stop this conversation.
1: Can I can I just I have a I have a, a small diversion here that I have to yeah. which is related. So there's a place by me that does pretty good tacos and burritos. There goes the emails. Yeah, I'm in New Hampshire, so whatever. Now they have two available types of salsas. Mm-hmm. They have a mild mm. and a hot. Uh huh. Now, the mild is far too mild. Right. The hot far too hot. Is far too hot.
2: And these like a these like a blended. I, I don't know. I, they make or like it. a chunky. Give us a. I need a tech. I need a texture. Uh, yeah.
1: It's it's certainly got texture and and chunks in it, but it's not overly. It's not like you know big chunks of vegetables It's been cooked down. And and okay and I, I can I can stand hot. I'm I'm like I can eat it. It's fine. But it is at the edge of. I'm just trying to have. some – Are you something of a heat seeker? Ah.
0: We've had this. We've had this conversation before. Where too, maybe it was, maybe it was on the hangout or the the tiki hangout. I don't remember where it was. But there's there's such things. It wasn't. It wasn't the such tiki things hangout. too hot. Yeah. When I'm not enjoying the food anymore and I can't taste anything, it's too hot.
1: Right. And it's so – and also like I, I have the kids yeah. here. And, and the, you know, like you know sometimes I want to hang out. Like sometimes I want to like, oh, let's try a really hot thing and it will be fun. But I just try to eat some chips. You know, if there was some – none of this is the point of what I'm getting at. If there was some medium – like I, I sometimes I've asked for two, but they're like, you only get one. And so, so I could mix them or whatever. Or I'll and add hot sauce to the, to the other one. But it does make it a bit of a challenge. But the problem is I feel shame when i have to say mild <laughs> yeah i do not like saying it because i feel as if i'm being judged and i was like it's not that i can't handle that i want you to know I mean, but, but you can't they i can don't see you're doing it, it now sounds
2: like you're not <laughs> it's not <laughs> I mean, it's I, not because i i because i don't buy into the i don't buy into the narrative that it can be too hot it should it food it, should hurt it should hurt it to eclipses
0: eat. <laughs> It eclipses all the flavors. <laughs> yes, exactly. All you're tasting is the burning, and not the flavors of anything. There's yes. a
2: there's a taco place out in um out in the kind of Maryland DC exurb suburb area in Hyattsville called the uh, Taco de La Pasita, and they 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 have the little condiment tray that you sometimes get at like a Thai food place where it's like the the little jars in like the metal holder uh-huh. thing, and you get that with your tacos, and they got three things in it. A Salsa Verde that is garlicky and citrusy and delicious. They have a a salsa de chile de arbol that will melt your teeth off your face. And then they have just like literally onions and habaneros stuffed in like a little pickle jar together and the melt your face off chile de arbol. It's it's amazing. And you just have to accept that you're going to be hurting both in the moment of eating the food and the next day in the bathroom. But it's worth it because the flavor is delicious and food should be painful i rest
1: my case yeah go ahead so how's the rest of your family feel about that (laughs) we got enough bathrooms in the house i could sequester (laughs) i'm just saying you know you're trying to get your kids to like something you maybe don't want to burn their faces off
2: we we have not we have been we have been very careful about not giving the kid overly spiced spicy food and uh that is definitely me having to hold back i made i made a vindaloo the other day and uh he definitely was not getting getting any of that
1: all right
0: last power Kevin O'Buckley. Buckley is that a typo? Is it? Well, just no, Kevin I, Buckley? I copied it how it was because I don't know if it's Kevin O' Kevin Buckley. Or Kevin Zero o. Buckley.
2: No, Kevin... it, is it
0: is it a middle initial? Is it an Irish thing? I don't know, but, but there's no. Was
2: I feel like there needs to be an apostrophe if it's an
0: Irish thing. Well. well, there should be a space if it's a middle initial. The point is, we don't know what they, what, what it is
1: here. Okay, I okay. mean either way, it's Kevin Buckley or Kevin of Buckley or Kevin Buckley. or Kevin Oswald Buckley. Kevin oh
0: Buckley
2: <laughs> is the rapper. He can wrap anything perfectly burritos skill gifts. Oh, tamales, vinyl enchiladas, taquitos. Uh, much like Connor, I am craving Mexican food and want a burrito. I want a mission style burrito so badly, but no one on the East Coast, no one east of the Mississippi, no one outside the Bay Area seems to know how to wrap a burrito properly. And it's a problem. And Kevin really? is here to solve that problem mm-hmm. with the good people. Of these United States and the world, because he can wrap anything, including mission style burritos, and he can do it anywhere in the world, which
1: is sorely needed. I could use that guy around at Christmas.
2: You know, you know, Josh. I was in San Francisco in December, the, the month in which Christmas occurs, where wrapping happens. And a, a, a pandemic thing I've noticed is uh, salsa bars—thing of the past. You can't get all these taquerias I used to go to that had salsa yeah. bars. Yeah, gone. Gone. and it's they're it's gone, so yeah. sad because. You know, it it solves your problem. You used to be able to
1: get whatever mix and blend of salsas you wanted, and now you Uh can't. Again, normally I can find something I like. I'm saying at this particular location, one too much, one far too little. That's all.
2: No, but I'm just saying like the taquerias that used to have a fantastic salsa bar where they'd have like a pico de gallo, they'd have a a salsa verde, they'd have a salsa roja, they'd have, you know, they have all the salsas you need to have a fantastic meal. And some weird pumpkin pineapple thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, salsa calabasa. They it's it's gone. All gone.
0: Patreon.com slash iFanboy, that's where you can go and give a five dollars a higher and get your power live on the show. Like like Stu and Joe and Kevin. Thanks for well Stu Wars, whatever whatever his proper name is. Thanks for being patrons. We can do a quick Yeah, let's quick do the second email. one. The first one might the second one. Or the first one or the second one? You can decide. It's your show. You decide.
2: I think I, I say the second one. Alright, The first one references the GoGo power outhouse and I appreciate that. Move along. Let's we'll talk about the email the, first one,
0: the email we were doing is from Smasher. It says, I've been thinking about this question since the last episode, whichever, whenever you wrote this in. If you could do a Trading Places-style mind-body swap between a Marvel and DC character, who would it be and why? How would these personalities change? Powers remain with the characters' bodies. Affect the respective characters' plot lines and overall shtick. I have an answer. Well,
2: That's good because I'm still working out what the question minds. is. Well trading places yeah. yeah, Trading Places is not a body swap. It's not a it's not a freaky no. Friday. Okay. I think they're right. suggesting a freaky Friday, not a trading yes,
1: place. Yeah. Right. Yeah, there, there are or any of those trading places uh, seventeen is, again, vice versa. Trading places is a fish out of water.
2: Right. Uh, yeah.
1: double blind. And then Or
2: or there was that movie with um Vince Vaughn recently, Freaky. That's like it, yes, it, 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 I watched it. I liked it. Yes. I liked it. I liked it. I thought it was cute. Right. I mean it wasn't great, but it was it was Stay fine. on target. No, it was fine uh batman moon knight right because mark Spector would just think like oh i guess i'm a bat guy now and like mark specter yeah. would totally roll with it and bruce wayne would be really frustrated and i think that would be interesting i think mark specter
1: would be like oh this is much easier <laughs> <laughs> i like anybody else would be really stressed out to be in batman's head but he'd be like oh this is relaxing this is good that's a hard question Well
0: that's the question is, is dissociative disorder go with him
1: probably but i also
2: think he would just roll with it and be like okay i guess like a bat personality is one of my new like that's a new thing i just incorporate into my whole like the, the overall shtick as smasher suggests
1: is dissociative disorder i mean it's it's got to be chemical in nature yes i don't know i mean because if it is then no it doesn't go with him. and if it is uh, if it is you know but i also
2: feel like i also feel like um, bruce wayne would roll with if if bruce wayne suddenly was in a his his mental state was in a brain that was affected by that disorder. I also think Bruce Wayne would roll with it well enough that it would be interesting.
1: Okay, so here's what I would say. And this is just a thing that I thought of and I thought, that's interesting. Clark Kent and Clint Barton. All right. Okay. Yeah. So you've got Clint Barton all of a sudden with the powers of a god and the sun. And then you have Superman, who uh, would would, ha- would have a normal body but be able to hit things from far away. But he already can hit things and from I think far that, away. I think that's interesting. Yeah, but that's all he can do now. It's true. And you got you got Clint. You know. And by the way, uh, this is '80s '80s early '90s Clint Barton. This isn't any of this Real fucking Clint self-aware thing. This is a guy who is um, has incredible self-esteem issues. You know, is a good guy, wants to do good, but needs approval. Uh, you know, overdoes everything to try to prove things, and and he's Superman, and now he's the most powerful being in the planet. Yeah, That's not good. That's not good. But that's an,
0: that, it's, that actually would be, would be a really interesting story yes. to have to put that much insecurity inside Superman's body. Mm-hmm.
1: It doesn't end well usually. Yeah. But so so that's 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 the one that I thought. What about you, Connor?
0: Uh, I mean, these are all good answers. I don't I don't have a better one. I think the Superman Hawkeye was a good one.
2: It, in a lot of these contexts, there are characters that are sort of sort of the one-to-one transfer. Like, you could do Mockingbird and Black Canary. You could do Selena Kyle and, and... No point. Felicia Hardy. Like,
0: y- no point. But why? They're the same character, right? I know,
2: but the, the, the problem I'm having with this question is that's where my head goes when I start thinking about, like, okay, I'll pick a character from DC or Marvel, and then who would I swap them with? And my brain goes to I, their analog, which is not helpful in this
1: context. So what if Bruce Wayne ends up in Wolverine's body?
2: They, right. they, d- they did
1: that. It was called Dark Claw, in the He'd Amalgam be so universe. thrilled. He, Batman would. Like, I think Bruce Wayne would be like, "Fuck yes, this is the best thing that ever happened." I'm more compact now. I get healed. I can smell evil. Yeah. I don't think Logan would like it. What do you take Ben Grimm and put him in, like, like, and then it's got to
0: be, it's got to be. Str- I mean, that's the whole point of trading places. Is that is Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy's characters are not the same person. They're right. very, very different. So you have to pick very, very different characters, like, um, to like, make this interesting. Billy
1: Batson and and Ben Grimm. You can't take a male character and put him in a female character's body because it's too many other weird things. You're like, all right, I'm going to go to the other room. We'll see yeah. later. Um, <laughs> um, Yeah. So, yeah, you take somebody who's very strong or has certain powers or, I mean, you could go with a social racial element where you take, you know, Black Panther and you put him in, you know, somebody else who's who's not who's some white guy. And then there's a thing that's going on there. Catman, which makes the me
2: think famous DC character yeah. we all know and love. It's a it's a inter- it's an interesting question. It pre- it presents some interesting opportunities, but also some interesting obstacles. And I thought it was,
1: yeah, you could do it within the universe and actually tell like I'm sure that's happened. You know, like we, and tell stories within the universe where like you know the Flash gets swapped with uh, Blue Beetle.
2: Well, yeah, because I mean, all these all these universes are they're so these the continuity is so convoluted that like. You've got a version of the Justice League in the Avengers. They're just called Squadron Supreme. Mm -hmm. So you could easily play around with this concept, you know. Well,
0: the the cartoon, the cartoon Justice League did uh, Flash. Yes, it has a
2: great moment where I don't know, Josh, if you've watched it, but um, Flash takes off or Flash, Lex Luthor in Flash's body takes off the mask and it's the Wally West version of the Flash. and He's looking in the mirror and he's like, I don't know who this is. And he's like disappointed that it's not somebody that he recognizes. It's great.
1: (laughs) That's funny.
0: Good answers, Smasher, thanks for your email. Contact at is where he wrote in, as well as other people. Uh, you can write it for this show or for the Media Split show. If it's for Media Split, put that in the title or the subject line on the email. Thanks for writing in. Let's quickly plug some shows. So, Josh interviewed Daniel Warren Johnson in the most recent Talk Splode, which was our 1200th show that's currently loaded into our distributor. So, it's a lot of shows.
1: That's not nothing.
0: And we have other shows that aren't currently on the distributor, like we had used to do the Don't Miss show and the Make comic show. So we haven't done more than 1,200 shows, but we have at least 1,200 shows currently available to listen to through our distributors. So that's a lot of shows. But anyway, check out that interview with Danny Warren Johnson, one of our favorite new people in comics, not only a great creator but a super nice guy. So check that out. Coming up soon, I believe, this coming week is our next Media Explode show. What's it going to be about? We're not sure yet. We haven't even talked about it, but that's coming to you this week. And then at the end of the month, Josh and Ryan and I are all going to be on Booksplode together to talk about A Contract with God by Will Eisner. So that'll be coming at the end. of the. Seminal
1: work. (laughs) I was trying to find find the book this morning. I cannot find it, so I might have to buy it. What are you looking for? I was looking for this book. She's like, what does it look like? I'm like, I don't really remember. I think it's green. I mean,
2: it seems like, so your last media explode, you talked about the Oscars, and the Oscars have since happened. I don't think anything,
1: nothing really happened at the Oscars. It was kind of a boring show, right? I'm not, I don't, I can tell you one thing no one needs to hear us talk about that no one needs no one else needs to talk about it we could just move along
2: i do a podcast called science sort of uh, in a recent episode that is not out yet it is currently being edited i uh and my buddy ben tippet who uh wrote a scientific paper on a grandified theory of superman's powers back in the, the early aughts how he got involved with our show we talked to ryan north who is the web cartoonist who does dinosaur comics People are familiar with that
1: yeah okay i was like i know that name. and
2: he uh he did squirrel girl that was his big mar- marvel book and he has a new non-fiction book out called how to take over the world practical schemes and scientific solutions for the aspiring supervillain and it's basically him him making the bold claim that as a person who is trained in science and has written a lot of supervillains he now actually knows how to take over the world and you can do it too if you just buy this book so go check out my interview with him coming up uh soon on the on the feed
1: it could, backfire on sure it. could. <laughs> oh it's my turn to talk you can find all of our shows at ifanboy.com as well as i was thinking about how it would take over the world as well as the archive of years of great i wouldn't want to great comic book writing for our talented staff uh and ryan did some stuff too you can find it with the pick of the week is before <laughs> the show i don't know why i do that i'm so sorry water
2: uh, water off a of duck's back don't even care
1: <laughs> hit, hit me again. i do i can take I've, it i like spicy food I'm instantly guilty and I'm not good at the back and forth of sort of male camaraderie where you just are mean to each other. The actually the worst
2: experience I ever had with that was with you. when we went mountain biking oh. and you had all those oh. those Boston bros. Uh-huh. And oh no. and w- there was like some gentle ring that happened. And I, I made some joke at one of their expenses and they came at me so hard. And you I don't want to fuck nothing.
1: around
0: with those guys. No, it was terrible. It was, an, they're, it was they're born into that. That's a born Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't remember I kind not I remember I, what you're talking about. I don't remember the specificity of it, but uh yeah. I don't I don't hang out with them It can't be hard anymore.
2: enough. I don't wanna ta- I don't want to relive it. But like it was I was so un- <laughs> I was so unprepared for the intensity of the like hey, fuck you I was like, Whoa, okay, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> They're not nerds. <laughs> you can find out what the pick of the week is before the show comes out. <laughs> Follow that iFanboy on Twitter and at a add lot a of info. grievances this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I would, lo- I would love I would love a grievances I would love a grievances segment But you can't prepare a grievance you can only be reminded of a grief reminded of a grievance right. in midstream and you have to deal with it then uh yeah i fanboy comics on instagram you follow us individually cs kilpatrick j flanagan and ryan helped on instagram and just old Haupt h-a-u-p-t on twitter you can subscribe to our youtube page at youtube.com slash ifanboy to keep up to date an old video show re-uploads the full-length shows are all uploaded and they were made to be evergreen but nobody told my shorts that so we're just putting <laughs> minis up uh this past week we have uh these are, are these current yes the book of the month yep uh that's new Episode where we talked about Captain America, Operation Rebirth. Um, that's the Wade uh, Garney run. Yeah, that's good stuff. And the new comics preview for 8 uh, eight twenty seven, 2008 or my third wedding anniversary. Ooh. Yeah, look at that.
0: Well, you can go back now and see what comics came out that day. Yes. Actually, you can go back and see what comics may or may not have come out that day, because we were too stupid to stop picking indie books that never came out on time.
1: Yeah, that's true. Anyway.
2: I don't think you can complain about your shorts, Josh, when Ron had to do the Sandman episode.
0: He volunteered. That was a bit that he volunteered for. The shorts were just us being stupid and not realizing we should be wearing shorts on screen.
1: From that angle. Although, he, his... although
0: to be fair, Ron did not know he was going to do that for the whole show. He agreed to it, though. Yeah. He agreed to it. Hey, if you like the show, consider leaving us a review um, or leaving a star rating. Wherever you listen to podcasts, an Apple podcast is the most popular one, but anywhere you listen to podcasts. It does help people find the show. We do thank you for that. This show, for Science Order, for any show you listen to, uh, it's a great way to help. If this your favorite show, or even a show you just like kind of a little bit. You can just help help the show out. It takes a second. We do appreciate that. Word of mouth is great. Spreading the life and boy love is something we appreciate that people do all over the world, and we thank you for that. And that's it for this week's show. Thanks for listening. I'm Connor.
1: I'm Ryan. That makes me Josh.
2: My baby, listen, baby, don't you treat me this away well, I'll be back on my feet someday. Okay. Well, I guess if you say so, I'll have to pack my things and go. That's right, hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more. what you say? Hit the road, Jack, and don't you come back no more, no more, no more. Yes. I check the notes. think any astronauts have taken the podcast with them up onto the International Space Station? You said all over the world, now I'm thinking about like, where else?
1: I, I wish that's possible. that'd be the greatest thing if you ever listen to our show in space let us know because I know I know my show has <laughs> listeners in,
2: in, in Antarctica and I think that's amazing and so all like right. I, I love being on all seven continents but I think you guys might have what it takes to go go space station
1: I mean the, it, like you you're, you're in space you're somewhat of a nerd somebody in space read comic books Sure, oh, but sure. I would I would yeah. I would hope that their current pursuits wouldn't leave them time for this, that would be the only reason why it wouldn't happen.
0: I remember. Listen, I, you, you're out there on doing your spacewalk. It's mindless. You got to listen to something. Yep. <laughs> Josh makes a dumb joke. You miss your handle hold. You fly <laughs> off into the vast maw of space, never to be seen again.
2: I like knowing that the inside of of space uh spacesuit helmets have a little nose scratcher. So if you get a little itch, you can like lean your head in a certain direction and get a little nice. little scratch because you can't scratch your face when you're wearing a big helmet.
1: Connor just suggested. That someone is not only listening to us, but listening to us while on a spacewalk. It's possible. While on an untethered spacewalk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I guarantee you, you're not allowed to do that. They don't do un, they don't do <laughs> untethered
2: spacewalks anymore. They had the they had the MMU for a minute. They did, used it for a couple of space shuttle missions. The man maneuvering unit, the little jetpacking unit.
0: Yeah, but the kind of guy or girl up there who listens to podcasts while doing their their. Their mission is also the kind to of not follow the tether so rules. So George Clooney from, they're, they're, from Gravity. They're See,
2: rebels. The, the, the thing they're that the George, bad they're the not station.
1: listening to a comic podcast. Yeah, George though. Clooney's
2: character was way too Maybe. cool in Gravity. And he was wearing the MMU that is no longer used. So he was untethered. But that's not... I don't believe that's the way it's done anymore.
0: Yeah, but like I said, this is the, this is this bad boy of space has brought one up with him. Smuggled it up there so he could go on untethered walks to be the bad boy of space. And also listen to our review of the Batman.
2: I wouldn't be surprised if you if somebody had listened to the show on the launch pad. Because I feel the launch pad's kind of boring. Like it's a hurry up and wait situation. I mean, you know, Alan Shepard pissed himself. But
1: like, well, that wasn't his fault. Gordo Cooper fell asleep, though.
2: Sure. Last person to go into space alone. We have to stop this show. (laughs) Eh, I'm liking it.